Psalm one twenty five. Psalm one twenty five. Those who trust in the Lord are as Mount Zion, which cannot be moved but abides forever. As a mountain surrounds Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds His people, from this time forth and forever. For the scepter of wickedness shall not rest upon the land of the righteous, so that the righteous will not put forth their hands to do wrong. Do good, O Lord, to those who are good and to those who are upright in their hearts. But as for those who turn aside to their crooked ways, the Lord will lead them away with the doers of iniquity. Peace be upon Israel. Amen. Um, so this is still, uh, if you remember, going way before uh, we moved into the other part um, of going through John during our fast. Uh, we're in the Psalms, and uh, we've been going through the Songs of Ascents. And uh, these are um, the songs that were sung as the people were making the pilgrimage uh, to Israel, you know, amongst, remember, the three feasts that they have that, that a, a good Jewish person is meant to attend to uh, uh, throughout the year. And so this is uh, one of the times they go to Jerusalem. So as they're ascending to the mountain, um, uh, this is where they would sing this song, basically. Uh, and if you ever go... Um, uh, to Israel, you'll know that most of the climb is actually uphill. And so uh, it goes from, uh, I'll give you one, one of the main routes was actually from Jericho. And remember, Jericho is uh, by the Judean desert. Uh, and then they would basically just go uphill all the way. And Jericho starts uh, basically um, uh, uh, the descent down into uh, the lowest point on earth, which would be closer to the Dead Sea. So you get an idea of the geography. And so from that point on, they're ascending all the way, and the highest peak there would be Jerusalem, or what they will affectionately call Mount Zion. Okay? And so um, now the word Zion, uh, I mean, just as a side note, has taken on a, a very different meaning these days. Uh, in the sense that now they call people Zionists. And, and this would be uh, uh, the people that, um, a group of people uh, that uh, basically wanted a homeland for Israel. Um, something that's really not shared a lot in the media is that Jews were actually getting kicked out all over the world. And so, uh, I mean, this was even prior to World War II. Uh, there was this scourge, and, and people were losing their homes, uh, they're losing their livelihoods. Uh, I mean, their businesses that they've had for five, six generations. And, uh, and just systematically, they were being removed from countries throughout Europe and uh, uh, predominantly uh, in Arab countries uh, that they had had homes for generations and they were being kicked out. Uh, and so they, they saw a need, uh, certain uh, intellectuals, Jewish intellectuals saw a need, uh, one of the main ones being a man named Herschel, and so they basically uh, um, uh, decided uh, to uh, basically start a campaign to bring Jews back into their ancestral land of Israel. Uh, and so and those, are, those are what you call Zionists. So whenever you hear that phrase, uh, that's what it's referring to. But that's very different than the phrase Zion that's being used in the Bible. Just some clarity there. And so Mount Zion is just affectionately known as kind of the, the spiritual uh, Israel or spiritual capital there, which is Jerusalem. And so, um, so there, you can imagine, uh, you know, they're, 
they're walking up to this mountain, and they're starting to see Jerusalem, they're starting to see this hill, and you can see the joy that they're feeling uh, from, one, while finally reaching the destination. And I don't know if you've ever gone on a long trip, uh, a car trip or something, you know, with your family, uh, and your kids are complaining all the time, but then as you see it kind of close by, everyone calms down, and everyone kind of gets happy. Um, we made a trip this summer to Grand Canyon, uh, and we drove uh, from, you know, uh, Southern California to the Grand Canyon on our way to Colorado. And, man, my kids are going crazy for a while, um, especially the areas where we got, you know, uh, uh, the uh, Wi-Fi, not the Wi-Fi, but, you know, the mobile data uh, dead spots. Oh, they were not happy during those times, right? And so then, but when we get close, you see the sign, Grand Canyon, everyone kind of calms down, everyone's excited. And so it's kind of the same idea. And so the, the psalmist says, those who trust in the Lord are as Mount Zion, which cannot be moved, but abides forever. Now, it's really interesting to note that they had, um, they had a viewpoint that this like temple, this structure, this thing is going to last forever. And, and they put their trust in a structure. And obviously, we know what happened in AD 70. The temple was destroyed. And so, uh, I mean, it's really interesting when you read this now, looking back, and their, their trust was placed on the wrong thing. They trusted in the things of God instead of the God of those things. And we can do that, too, in our day and age. We, we, can, we can trust in uh, the, the book of God, Right, instead of God of the book. You know, we can trust in in you know uh men of God, right, instead of God that's in that man. And uh, and it's 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 such a, a subtle kind of uh uh position that we take, but we do that. We we put a lot of trust in holy things instead of instead of God, right, who is holy. And, and so when we read this, we read it with a little bit of a grain of salt in some ways, recognizing that they had put so much trust in Zion, so much trust in the temple, and yet it gets destroyed. And, but but we'll, we'll just take it at face value as we read this. And so those who trust in the Lord as Mount Zion, which cannot be moved but abides forever. Uh, they should have done that, right? They should have just put their trust in the Lord. Um, as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the pe- Lord surrounds his people. And it's true, there's the highest peak where the mount is, but there's all these little mountains or, you know, that are all surrounded, and it's as if God is hovering over the people. And that's the imagery uh, that the psalmist wants us to have at this time. Um, and for the scepter of wickedness shall not rest upon the land of the righteous, so that the righteous will not put forth their hands to do wrong. And uh, the scepter, meaning uh, the authority uh, uh, and power and these type of things. But it'll be really expressed in the next verse more. Do good, O Lord, to those who are good, to those who are upright in their hearts. But as for those who turn aside to their crooked ways, the Lord will lead them away with the doers of iniquity. This is, this is primarily Old Covenant thinking, Okay. This is, this is primarily the way that they thought about it before Jesus comes onto the scene. And so the idea, the old covenant was basically you do good 
and God will do good to you. It was reciprocal. You do bad, right, and bad will happen to you. It is, is, is very, but, but now, I mean, there was a difference. There was, uh, there was hesed. Um, uh, there was an introduction of it. Uh, but now it's fully realized in Jesus Christ. When Jesus Christ comes, he does good even to those who are bad. Uh, even while we're yet sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't wait for us to be good. And in fact, what happened was when Christ paid the price for us and we put our trust in him, his goodness now comes upon us. And, and this, is, this would be one of the main differences between Old Covenant and New Covenant thinking. And it's this, it's this idea, right? It's, it's almost like a, um, a tit-for-tat, right? You do good. And this, this is a lot of uh, their, their covenants that they had made, right? You do good, and good will be done unto you. You do bad, and bad will happen to you, is this idea. But, you know, thanks be to God that uh, he sends his son Jesus, uh, that even when we're ungodly, Right? He comes and he rescues us. And, and, and now we see the, the fullness of this idea of chesed, which in the uh, New Testament we'll call grace. And, 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 just, and just so you understand, because I know a lot of people confuse these two things, there is something called mercy. Okay, Mercy is something that you deserve. You deserve mercy in a certain way. And mercy basically means it's uh, abstaining from punishment. In other words, like you, uh, mercy is uh, um, that you deserve punishment and the person doesn't punish you. That's mercy. What grace is, grace is like mercy, but it's a bit more. Grace is, let's say, let's say you, you rob the bank, okay? You rob the bank. And you now need to be punished for that, but they have mercy on you. The court has mercy on you, and you are freed from the punishment of robbing the bank. Grace is, you rob the bank, not only do you are free from that, but the bank gives you a million dollars on top of that. That's grace. And so it's this idea, right, uh, this New Testament idea of grace that he had mercy. We deserve punishment, but we didn't get it. Right? Christ paid the price for us, but what we get is eternal life. What we get is the presence of God on this earth. What we get is the power of the Holy Spirit. I mean, there's all these things that's added unto us in this way. And so, um, so that, that's the difference between two. And then he finishes off and he says, peace be upon Israel. Now, we know that the term uh, uh, Jerusalem means peace. Uh, uh, shalom, which is the you know Jerusalem, basically, and so it's the city of peace, uh, which is it's not anything like that right now, um, but we believe that it will take on its name, uh, take on its destiny uh, in that way once again. Amen. Okay, so let's close our eyes and we're gonna sing a song together, and let's just meditate on the God who stands among us, the God who is with us, who like a mighty mountain surrounds us. And he showers us 
with His grace. You deserve punishment. You don't get that. You get way more blessing, peace, honor, provision. Jesus is full of grace. God is gracious, compassionate, slow to anger, and abounding in loving kindness and truth. As P. Nate leads us in a song, let's meditate on the bigness, the goodness, the greatness of God. Everyone needs compassion, a love that's never failing. Let mercy fall on me. Everyone needs forgiveness, the kindness of a Savior, the hope of nations. Savior, He can move the mountains. My God is mighty to save, He is mighty to save forever, author of salvation. He rose and conquered the grave, Jesus conquered the grave. Take me as you find me, all my fears and failures. Fill my life again. I give my life to follow everything I believe in. Now I surrender. I surrender, Savior, He can move the mountains, my God is mighty to save, He is mighty to save forever, author of salvation. He rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. Shine your light and let the whole world see. We're singing for the glory of the risen King. Jesus, shine your light and let the whole world see. We're singing for the glory of the risen King. Savior, He can move the mountain. My God is mighty to save. 
He is mighty to save forever, author of salvation. He rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave, Savior. He can move the mountains. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever, author of salvation. He rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. Amen. Um, we're gonna we're gonna pray a little differently um, throughout our EMP, and so um, if actually if we can kind of get together. Um, Maybe up in the front here, we'll make a little circle, and uh, we're going to pray together. It's going to be a little bit more interactive. And so if we can move up, and just this front area, we'll just leave open. Uh, let's start. Let's just pray. Let's just uh, uh, a few things uh, together. Uh, let's pray uh, for this weekend, right? Let's just really ask God uh, to watch over uh, all our different services, our spin services, our spill services. Um, for um, oh, I, I'm actually going on our EG retreat uh, today as well. Um, uh, SPU uh, has service tonight as well as service on Sunday. I think there's uh, uh, IP. Uh, meeting tonight, um, obviously, you know, Sunday school, you know, all those other things happening. Uh, your GIC is starting, right, Nate? Or on Friday night? Okay, yeah, that's also tonight. And so let's just spend the time to just corporately pray over those things. Uh, EG, uh, Pastor Hyun Soo, you know, Spin Spill Services, um, GIC tonight, SPU tonight, IP tonight, and obviously on Sunday, Uh, Let's just really cover um, our our Sunday services. Uh, Let's pray.
And let's continue to pray for Addie. Um, let's pray for Isaac. Uh, and let's pray for Hazel. Um, uh, Addie's uh, getting better and better, right? Things are moving along. Uh, she, her kidneys still need to come back to full function, but everything seems to be on order. And then the doctor says maybe she'll be released out of ICU after a few weeks uh, once everything gets stabilized and her body gets c- continual rest. Um, continue to pray uh, for Hazel. I think she's home now. Um, and so just pray that all the treatments and things go well, and Isaac as well. I think he's home, and let's just pray uh, uh, for his continual healing. Uh, let's come together. You know, part of this new format is we really wanted to honor the, the people that actually came out and stuff. And if you have any prayer requests, we want to pray with you. You know, it could be you or your family, you know, or anything like that. And we want to just pray together corporately.